ora, bula banaka, talofa lava, hallo, and a warm welcome to the Business Link Pacific podcast series. Business Link Pacific connects growing businesses in the Pacific Islands region with quality business advice. Hosted by Emma Crawford Falakeono from Business Link Pacific, this podcast series showcases experienced professionals from our growing network. Sharing invaluable insight and expertise, our guests offer a unique view on doing business in the Pacific. Hello and welcome to the Business Link Pacific podcast series. I'm your host, Emma Crawford Falakeono. In today's podcast, we discuss the topic of women in the accounting profession using Papua New Guinea as an example. Sam Kiak Tubanglio, Certified Practicing Accountants, also known as SKT, is a national accounting firm offering accounting, auditing, taxation and business advisory services in Papua New Guinea. SKT prides itself on being an equal opportunities employer, with over 60% of their team being female staff. With us on the phone today from SKT, we have the managing partner, Arthur Sam. Welcome to the Business Link Pacific podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on the podcast. So let's start off um, by you telling us a little bit more about SKT Certified Practicing Accountants. What does the firm do? Um, we're a very traditional accountancy practice, but in recent times we're looking to um, stay in touch with uh, the industry or the profession. We're looking to offer um, innovation, technology, and cutting edge uh, tools to be able to offer accountant support services to all of our clients and in particular to the SME space, but being responsive also to the larger businesses uh, typically operating in Papua New Guinea, uh, which are relatively small, but looking to grow. And so we offer all of the traditional accountancy services. So that's financial accountants support, uh, bookkeeping, um, audit, tax, and more and more into the consulting areas, uh, looking at uh, growth opportunities, uh, risk management, and uh, you know just general uh, services to the to the entrepreneurs. So would you say in Papua New Guinea at the moment, um, there's quite an appetite for those more of the consulting services that you're providing? Appetite? Um, yes, there is. Uh, obviously, people are looking to try and grow businesses. Uh, people are looking to, you know, step away from some of their longer term employment and try something else. And not everybody is an accountant. Um, we find that a lot of people start businesses and do not really bother about the back end. They get into doing the operational side of things and then start to realize a couple of years down the line that uh, they do need to take care of their books. They do need to ensure that uh, compliance uh, to taxation and to the regulatory authorities and even for bank for the purposes of obtaining uh, loans and financing for their uh, equipment and things like that. Um, tend to then force people to, you know, start to look at it. And I think there is a growing uh, number of businesses that realize that if they can get it right up front, then they set themselves properly. Uh, even for those ones that have already started and are three or four years down the line, they're suddenly realizing that this um, accountancy, taxation, um, proper planning, cash flow, 
those kinds of things are very important. And so, yes, there is an appetite. SKT invests quite heavily in the professional development of female staff members. Can you talk to us or tell us a bit about the reasons behind this policy? It just just so happens that we actually do have uh, 60% of our team being females. Why do you think um, that there's a big proportion of female staff um, and employees, both in SKT, but also in the accounting industry in general? Look, I don't want to sound that, uh, I don't want to sound like the guys aren't doing too well, but um, the, the, the ladies have actually done pretty well. So almost all of my managers are, are female. Um, with uh, the, the guys in our, in our firm certainly show some, what's the word, some promise, but I think it's the ladies that are, you know, excelling in our present experience. And so they are advancing towards being, being managers um, faster than, than we've found with the gentlemen. So obviously I was lucky enough, I was fortunate enough to come over to to Port Moresby and spend some time with your leadership team, um, which like you said, has a high proportion of females um, on the team, which means obviously you're doing something right over in SKT. Um, And I I really enjoyed my time there. And one of the things that I um, thought was quite powerful is that you brought your partner um, in to be involved to to show the females that it was okay for them to talk up and it was an equal uh, grounding for everyone around the table. Do you do any other or have you got any other tips and tricks for other businesses on how they can um, really drive that inclusion, Um, particularly where maybe there is a cultural aspect um, which might be holding females back um, any any tips or tricks or other initiatives you do to, to help level the playing field well I think first of all one has to be deliberate about recognizing talent and especially if you are a dominant personality or if you are from a cultural background that a lot of Pacific Island countries are where you know the guys Tend to tend to be the ones expected to make all of the calls. You've got to try and create an environment where uh, everybody feels safe and free to express their opinions within the context of reason. It's particularly important that uh, we allow space for everybody, and especially the females, the members of the of the team, to be able to make a contribution. But that doesn't mean they have a free reign. They they may express themselves, but we've got we've got you know we've got to be mature about things and say okay that's a view uh, it, we don't necessarily agree with it, but and you know at least it's been said. And I think there are times when you have to realize that okay the box stops somewhere and somebody has to make a call. Um, whether I've got any other tricks, I would. Just say, look, don't be too focused on uh, gender, focus on performance. And if somebody is delivering results, then they deserve to be uh, given consideration, whether that's a female or a male. And staying on the topic, um, do you think female-led SMEs are a growing market for business advisory services? I I, I do think so. I think, um, I think... If you if you segment the business into different classes, 
so in PNG, for example, you could say, okay, there are female-owned and led businesses, and then there are uh, male-owned and led businesses, then there are expat-owned and led businesses. So there are different segmentations of businesses. Uh, focusing purely on the female-led uh, and female-owned businesses, um, I think I think that movement is gaining strength, uh, certainly in the areas of uh, service providers. For example, in the IT space, there's a lot more females looking at um, doing IT consulting. In in the legal areas, uh, in the in in certain other service provision, I don't think so much. Not so much in the in the physical trades and all of that. I think that's got some time to go yet. Uh, but definitely we're seeing, we're seeing a growing interest uh, across that sector or that, that, that particular component of the economy. And um, maybe you could tell us about BLP or the, the work that you've been doing with BLP so far. Do you have one experience that you want to highlight? Yeah, BLP, um, I think, uh, as you know, uh, AMO for us, when we first started the relationship with BRP, we did about seven uh, submissions. So we looked at the clients that we thought would benefit from a subsidy scheme, and we did seven. But we discovered that um, a lot of our clients were probably not ready yet for the scope of work that we were working on. And so we we focused uh, in the last year we focused pretty much internally so you recall coming and helping us with business strategy we were working on leadership with uh, one of your other colleagues um but uh, and so so internally we built capacity and looked at trying to refine our our strategy so that we can be better able to organize ourselves to deliver services to the SMEs. So for that, we're particularly um, uh, grateful for the support that we received from BRP. Uh, so that's from the, from, the, from the firm's perspective. And then from our clients, uh, we've written uh, several uh, subsidy proposals which have been funded. There's a couple that are still uh, afoot at various stages. Uh, but certainly when we've spoken to the clients or the SME um, businesses that are beneficiaries of the subsidy uh, proposals, they, they were very grateful. Um, we are looking to try and refine that, maybe make them a little bit more efficient for, for 2020 because one of the things we want to achieve is um, grow the SME space. And we realized that for many of the backlog of uh, bookkeeping and accounting data processing that needs to be done and that tends to be quite expensive for them up front and so we're hoping the costs uh, between the SMEs ourselves and BRP uh, we obviously will discount our charges uh, the SME needs to pay for some and we're hoping that uh, BRP would be able to help us with uh, paying some of it so that as much as possible, most of these SMEs can be, or that become our clients, can have up-to-date accounts, and then we transition them to a, a cloud-based solution where it is live and up-to-date, and hopefully everybody's a lot more efficient from there on. Uh, maybe, Arthur, if you could talk to us about 
the future of your partnership with BMP and, and, and any opportunities that you could see in the coming years? The future of the partnership with BLP? Well, I'm hoping that at least for the next 12 months, as I alluded to earlier, that we would strengthen the partnership a little bit more. We certainly benefited from the leadership training and from the strategic, uh, you know, you, you came and help us with uh, crystallizing our strategies a little bit. Uh, but for this, this year, we want to focus more on the clients themselves and uh, do a little bit more work with them in terms of being better advisory professionals. Um, so we're looking at ensuring that um, our services to the clients are, you know, of the highest quality we pro probably can achieve. So, uh, Vinola, can you tell me a little bit about your role with SKT? Okay, uh, I'm the um, audit manager. And how long have you been working with SKT? Um, for almost eight years now. I started off as a graduate accountant joining the firm in uh, at around 2013, yeah. So you studied accountancy at university first? That's correct. And why did you decide to work for SKT out of all of the accounting firms in Port Moresby? Oh, well, it's just a matter of um, sending out my application and which one is um, was successful at that time. Well, obviously, it was um, SKT. Well, they're lucky to have you. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so when you um, decided to uh, work in the accounting industry, what made you gravitate towards the audit side of accounting? Um, I think with audit, it kind of challenged you to think you know, where where it comes with, uh, you know, you investigate and come up with um, strategic, you know, ideas to how to address different issues and, yeah. And as a woman trying to, you know, establish yourself as a professional in the accounting industry in Papua New Guinea, did you come across any challenges? Yes, I think... Uh, I think uh, one of my biggest challenges are trying to, uh, you know, find ways where I can work along with my male colleagues, especially my team members. And, you know, that one is one of the very challenging. And why is it challenging? Why do you think that is? Um, well, you have to, you have to uh, come up with different strategies on how to deal with, you know, their attitudes and all those things, yeah. How about on the other side? Have you found any opportunities because of you've been female in the accounting industry? Yeah, sometimes, um, sometimes you will get en engaged with you know, most um, most of them are experienced. Um, they might have audit background or you know, like CFOs and all those. Um, what advice would you have for a young lady who wants to be an audit manager? Um, well, you have to. Um, First and like foremost, you have to strive for um, excellency, never to um, give up and don't ask, underestimate your talent. Yeah, that's that's a really good one. The third one, never underestimate your talent. Um, when did you come to learn that and, and realize that? Was that whilst you were at, at SKT? Yes. You know, when I first started, I was the only female um, among the guys. So it kind of challenged me to work harder. Yeah. So as a professional woman in the accounting industry, how do you manage your work-life balance? <laughs> That's a tough one. <laughs> um, 
I think um, it all comes down to um, time management. So in the office, the work starts at 8 o'clock and finishes at 5 o'clock. So if you manage your work properly, you don't have to, you know, bring work back at home. So you allow that after 5 to spend time with your family and all those so, Arthur, thank you so much for to you and to Vanola for a, a really informative uh, podcast. Um, I guess one of the things that I'd like you to share with our listeners is how people can get in touch with SKT. What would be the best way for them to get hold of you? Um, we've uh, we've got a website. Um, it's www.skt.com.pg. So that's for people that don't know us. Um, then we've got a Facebook page, and besides that, most people can just find us uh, in Port Moresby, where most of the businesses are. We're located at uh, Level 2 MRDC House downtown um, Port Moresby, so it's very easy to locate us. Great. Um, and also our listeners can can contact you via the BLP portal. So if you go to businesslinkpacific.com, um, type in SKT to the search box and they'll be able to contact you through that portal as well. Well, thank you so much for your time, Arthur and Vanola. Um, some really great points there. It was really powerful to have a nice conversation with Vanola, who's, who's gone through, you know, experience that not all of us can can or might be able to relate to um, and Arthur I think you you made a really good point around the recommendation for um, SMEs to improve staff productivity which was all around clear communication between the leadership and the teams um, to make sure that you all understand the common goals of the business and I know it's the work that that we've done together as well but I know all of your leadership team now they they have their their common goals that and their individual goals and it all ties up to benefit your clients at the end of the day. So a really good point there. Um, do you have any final comments? Well, the final comments I think is that nothing is going to happen if we don't uh, if we don't take the action or the the courage to do it. And so sometimes as a small business, uh, I'd walk in and there is just not enough money to pay your expenses and uh, the internet doesn't work. Um, you know the clients are unhappy and. Trading isn't on schedule, so we just roll up our sleeves and uh, get to work and try and address one team at a time. And uh, my philosophy has always been that if we don't, uh, if 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 we're not courageous to do those things, then we will not be in business for too long. Definitely, uh, it just goes to show you how much resilience that you and your management team have. Thank you. If you're interested in connecting with a business advisor in Papua New Guinea, you can contact Apio Timoki, Business Link Pacific's in-country representative in PNG, on png at businesslinkpacific.com to set up a consultation. If you're not sure what type of advice you need, the free online business health check in the Business Link Pacific portal helps you identify where there may be gaps in your business that could benefit from quality business advice and support. From there, you can connect with the right business advisor for your needs. Visit businesslinkpacific.com and click on the Business Health Check tab to get started. Thank you for joining us for this Business Link Pacific podcast and many thanks to Arthur and Vanola from SKT for sharing their expertise and insights with us today. Please join us for our next podcast where we'll be exploring yet another topical business conversation with a special guest from our Business Link Pacific Advisor Network. Until then, thanks for listening. 
Stay connected with Business Link Pacific by following us on Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. Business Link Pacific, connect your business with quality advice.